So today is the Feast of St. Augustine of Hippo. And as I said at the beginning of Mass, I think it's, it's wonderful to have saints, different saints that we can relate to. So we have lay saints, we have women saints, male saints. Um, we have saints who were kind of born in, with this odour of sanctity, lived with an odour of sanctity and died with an odour of sanctity. And we have those who then uh, maybe had a great conversion experience during their lives, as was the case here uh, with St. Augustine. And I think we need different saints of different types so that we have someone to relate to. It's good for me to have priest saints that I can relate to. It's good to have saints who maybe uh, struggled in, in certain ways. We think about like a Matt Talbot who lived for years as a, as a drunk, really suffered with, with alcoholism, uh, then had a, a major conversion experience and did penance for the rest of his life to overcome that. That can be a real kind of inspiring kind of a saint to someone struggling with, with an addiction to, to alcohol. But today we have the feast of, of St. Augustine, who was a, an, an, an exceptionally, exceptionally smart man uh, who was looking for the truth and found all sorts of answers that seemed to maybe sort of answer his question, uh, his search for meaning and his search for the truth, but not entirely. So he, he lived a, a life that was far from God. He sought the pleasures of the world and found them. And they seem to somehow kind of sort of answer his quest, but, but ultimately not really, no. Ultimately, he was, he was left feeling empty. Uh, then he became part of a, a, a sect, which again seemed to answer some of the questions, uh, his hunger for truth, but ultimately not, not really, no. All the while, his dear mom, Saint Monica, is in the background praying and crying crying her eyes out for the way her son was, was, was living, far from God and, and far from the truth, even though ultimately that's what he was looking for. St. Augustine then happened upon St. Ambrose and heard him preaching. And the words of St. Ambrose struck him like a knife. He said, there's something, there's something special, something different about, this way, about the way this man speaks. And so he spoke to him after, after his homily, after the Mass, and began to listen very intently to, to how St. Ambrose spoke and what he spoke about, and eventually discovered that this is it. What St. Ambrose is speaking about, this is the truth. This is what I've been looking for. And he said those beautiful words, late have I loved you, Lord. Late have I loved you. It's like I've, 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 I've been around the world, I've, I've discovered all these intellectual geniuses, I've discovered all sorts of... Like, maybe sensual pleasures, but nothing, nothing is satisfying me like this, like this, this truth, I like the name of Jesus Christ and loving him. Late have I loved you, Lord. But he still struggled with, with letting go of that, that old lifestyle. He heard of two, uh, such, it's a politically incorrect term these days, but as he calls them, two pagans, who read the life of St. Anthony and converted St. Anthony uh, of, the, of the desert and converted just having read this man's life. And he wrote to uh, a friend, or said to a friend of his, Saint uh, uh, Al Alpius, Ali Pius, he said, learned men are taking heaven by force, while we, with all our knowledge, are so cowardly that we keep rolling around in the mud of our sins. So these, these pagans listen to the, read the life of St. Augustine and they convert and change their lives. We who have met the Lord and are so smart, or consider ourselves so smart, choose to stay in our sin and roll around in our own mud. It's, a, just a, a, it's very well expressed. 
as, as is typical of St. Augustine. So he wanted to convert. He wanted to let go of that life. He wanted to, to, to live life as he knew he was called to, but felt that he just wasn't able. Shortly thereafter, uh, he ran out into the, into the lawn and cast himself on the ground and said, how much longer, Lord, how much longer must I live in my sin? And he heard the words of a child then saying to him, take and read. So he opened the scriptures and his eyes fell upon a passage from St. Paul uh, to the Colossians 3.5, where it says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. His eyes fell upon this passage and it just again struck him to the heart. But not only was he struck as such, he received a grace to not only know what the truth was, but now actually had, had the grace to, to put that into practice. I know how I'm supposed to live. Lord, you've given me the grace to do so. And so it was then that, that his life took on a very, very different direction after that. Uh, St. Augustine is... Uh, he was exceptionally smart and had a, uh, had a great way of, of putting truth into words. Because the other way, you, you might know many things, but when you... When you when someone like St. Augustine is able to summarize these things into a phrase, it can be particularly powerful. He said, right is right, even if no one is doing it, and wrong is wrong, even if everyone is doing it. Keep in mind, he wrote this in the 4th century, 5th century. It's a long, long time ago, and how apt is that for today, where <laughs> truth, right and wrong, uh, can often be, be, be put in the hands of the majority. So whatever the majority say is right, it is therefore right. Uh, St. Augustine would say, no, right is right even if no one believes it, and wrong is wrong even if everyone is doing it. He said this, this, uh, this wonderful, well, he summarized this, the, the, the faith journey wonderfully in the following words. He said, to fall in love with God is the greatest romance. To seek him, the greatest adventure and to find him the greatest human achievement. To fall in love with God is the greatest romance, to seek him is the greatest adventure, and to find him is the greatest human achievement. So a wonderful way of summarizing the, our, our faith journey from childhood to adulthood into our, 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 our older years. And another quotation of, of his, which I think is particularly apt again to our modern world. He said, if you be believe what you like in the gospel, and reject what you don't like, it's not the gospel you believe in, but yourself. Very, very smart, but very uh, intuitive or in, uh, insightful. If you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, it's not the gospel you believe in, but yourself. That's very, very widespread today. To take what we like out of scripture, dump what we don't like. Well, ultimately then, we're just, we, we take the passages that confirm what we believe already. So it's ultimately not scripture we believe in, but, but ourselves. So the man died in, in, in 430. St. Patrick came to Ireland in 432. It's an awful long time ago, but you can see the, the, the wisdom and the understanding of, of scripture and of the, the, the person of Christ so, so early in the church. They, they, he, he knew and wrote so, so beautifully about the moral life and about grace, particularly. There's one last quotation from him. He said, God provides the wind, but man must raise the sail. 
And again, I think that's a wonderful idea to see how we must work with grace. So God provides the grace, but we must somehow avail of it. So we're not saving ourselves, but God isn't saving us without us either. God saves us with our collaboration. So God provides the wind, but we must lift the sail. Now, the wind is doing all the work, but you just have, you have to catch it somehow. That's like you think of the sacraments, you think of uh, confession, you think of, of the Eucharist. All that grace is made available. All you have to do is turn up. All that grace is made available to us in the Holy Eucharist. All we have to do is go to Mass. All that grace available to us in the sacrament of mercy, the sacrament of confession, all we have to do is go. So he's doing all the heavy lifting. He just wants us to, to, to raise the sail and catch that wind. And where is that wind bringing us? So back to the heart of the Father. God provides the wind, but man must raise the sail. So Lord, we ask you today to help us, like St. Augustine, if needs be, to have that radical change in our lives, to cut off whatever is not of you, to live a life full of joy, full of grace, to live a life where we have our sail raised and where you carry us back to the heart of the Father. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, this is Father Patrick Cahill here. Thank you so much for joining us for our homilies here on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, I work here in a place called Holy Family Mission where we form young people in the faith. We have a great need here in Ireland and indeed across the world of knowing our faith and being capable of going out there and sharing it uh, competently with others. If we can't understand our faith, if we don't know our faith, we can't uh, bring anybody into it. No one is brought into the faith. Uh, no one is compelled to come into the faith. People see us live the faith. So in order to, to live it, we have to know what the Lord is expecting of us. So our goal here is to form young people in the faith, and we're starting into our eighth year now, which is a great privilege and uh, a great joy for us all. We're starting on 24th of September. We are in need of benefactors, though. Uh, we have a, a beautiful house which was given to us here by the Rossminian Order. Uh, it's fantastic, it's wonderful, but it is high maintenance, and these days all those things are very expensive. If you feel the Holy Spirit moving your heart to support our mission here in Holy Family, we're hoping to raise about €25,000 before uh, 20, the 24th of September, before the start of the year here. We're about, we have about 10000 raised so far, but we need your help to, to get to 25 if we can. We have some renovations to do on the house here, and we need to support uh, our young people as they come in here to start this year of faith formation. So if the Holy Spirit is asking you to, pray, to support us financially, please, please do so on our website, holyfamilymission.ie. Uh, if not, please pray for us. Please pray that uh, our mission here will always be protected and that we'll always do the will of God and that his glory may be made manifest in all that we do and all that is done through Holy Family and all that, that they do, uh, all that the Holy Family mission team will do throughout the year and all that the alumni will do uh, in their various workplaces uh, and study uh, universities, colleges, wherever they'll be afterwards. We ask that the Lord will always guide them to be effective ministers of uh, Christ's word in the world. So please feel free uh, to support our mission and please pray for us. God bless. Bye now.